on his fence of the Pez, poking out at the cons, renaissance vests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch, turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, the orange-shirted wearing Derek McCaw. nice. You're definitely wearing an orange shirt. I am. Must they know? <laughs> yeah, so since we video, don't have the visuals. So we're in video. And Lon's wearing a svelte black uh, t-shirt. Yes. Mm, it's, it's ribbed. It's, it's ribbed. Fitting. Really? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know who's getting pleasure out of that. And this is Derek McCaw, indeed, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. My announcer, of course, Mr. Lon Lopez. That's right. How's it going, baby? Uh, Moron-in-chief of MoronLife.com. And uh, we're a man down tonight in the fourth chair. There's no one. So we go back to Moral Compass, sound engineer, all-around heck of a peach, Rick Barely alive. We can rebuild him. Wow. Tired. Yes, but I think, you know... Just because we're a man down doesn't not doesn't not mean we are not a man less weak or weaker. That's what I meant. Right. A man weak. I, I think um, we're man weak. We what? are still four man strong, even though there are three of us. It's like some sort of bizarre lame super team. Three well, men with the power of four. <laughs> <laughs> when we combined our efforts, we have the power oh, of an extra guy. <laughs> we can lift that bed. Okay. <laughs> Okay. The Movers. Bum, 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 bum. Today we're going to talk about some comic book news. Uh, uh, Rick's got some information about a series that uh, I don't know if we're dreading or anticipating. And uh, we're going to talk, of course, about TV. You know, Heroes is going strong. And we got to talk about it. We've got a lot of movie news this week. But first, let's get back to comics and talk up top. Uh, I, I don't think there's, up necessarily, top. Up there's top. nothing All need right. to get maudlin about. But I think we do want to acknowledge that... That a man who has kept the one little flame of family-friendly comics alive for several decades, Mr. Richard Goldwater. He was the publisher of Archie Comics, and his father, John Goldwater, was actually the creator of, of Archie. And so the Goldwater dynasty uh, has has passed. No matter who you are, you have to have had some exposure to Archie Comics at some point. Absolutely. And I was going to ask tonight, as it was just you guys, if you have like a, a great... Archie moment where it actually influenced you or affected you, or at least you did you remember something about Archie? I remember when a friend of mine who looked a lot like Jughead started dating a woman who looked a lot like, a lot like Big Moose. Okay, that's... Yeah. Wow. And you made that comparison, too, didn't you? I never told them that. But you had it in your head. Oh, all okay, the time. Okay, see, they created an All right, now you guys, you guys are a little older, so I'm guessing you actually read the comics, right? Yes. I think my first... Which still are published today. Yeah. Right. And they sell better than most. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because they're still in grocery stores. Interesting. Okay. Um, my first, I think, if I didn't see a comic in the, on the rack or in grocery stores or whatever, um, I think there was an Archie's cartoon when I was a kid. Wasn't there, was, there? there were several. There have been okay. several series. And they had a band. Right, right. They had so, a top ten hit. They did. So I think like during the 80s, during NBC, I remember the Archie's or whatever. I never watched it. I never got into it. I couldn't. I couldn't really figure it out. Um, I think the last reference. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No. The the last reference I had to it was uh, when when uh, Jughead made a cameo on Family Guy. Did you guys see that episode? No, I didn't. Well, no. he didn't really in it. He uh, Peter's driving the car, and he's on a cross country trip, and he's reading an Archie comic while he's driving. So basically. There's a Jughead staring at a, a, a table full of hamburgers, and it's basically Peter going, Oh, Jughead, you're not going to eat all those hamburgers. Oh, maybe he is. And then while he's reading the comic, his, the, you know, the car is, like, leaning off the road, and, you know, yeah. so. But, uh, yeah, you know, you have to see it. But, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, there's Family Guy, the new hip TV show that everybody loves, 
referencing an old Archie. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and they, so Archie even had its influence. The point of that is to prove how simple Peter is. In right, the show, right. The one thing about the Archie comics is if you bought an Archie comic, you bought a dozen stories that are all like two pages long and there's like mm-hmm. the little, they're like setups for a little they're more like strips jokes, right? which, uh, which yeah. some of the animated series actually were too they'd use like little Archie blackouts Archie's TV yeah. funnies yeah. in fact that show was on in the early 70s that got exposed me to a lot of classic comic strips you remember the TV funnies yeah where they'd show like an episode of Dick Tracy and an episode of Broomhilda yep. and uh, you know, uh, Smokey Stover actually was like one shots, little one shots. Yeah. Uh, and he tried to update it even in the nineties. There was the animated series Archie's Weird Mysteries, which is sort of like X Files, X Files in Riverdale. Archie memorably crossed over with the Punisher in one of the strangest yet actually most logical crossovers ever done. Uh, no, really, it does work. No, I'm just you saying. Gotta, you got to read it. Surprising. But my memory is also Jughead related, which is a strange confession uh, that I can remember as a kid reading a story where Jughead was at a picnic and he put peanut butter on his hamburger and all the others laughed and said, Jughead, why are you putting peanut butter on on the hamburger? And he says, because we're out of ketchup. That's a little aha <laughs> joke. But when I was at UCLA, there was a restaurant called Mom's that had this, this Jiffy Burger which was, and believe me, this is good stuff, chunky peanut butter, bacon, Monterey Jack on a burger, and it is heaven. Okay. Wow. And for years I mocked Jughead. I laughed along with Archie and the gang at that, and then I took a bite, and, uh, and my first reaction really was, Jughead, Jughead was right. <laughs> <laughs> so we say goodbye. Bye. Well, I mean, not goodbye to Archie Comics, but, but acknowledge that they... The company has suffered a loss in the last week, and uh, apparently he had a long battle with cancer. And uh, condolences out. I know that, uh, that Archie Comics have contacted us from time to time, especially when the Betty, the great Betty and Veronica new look debacle of last year. Uh, it wasn't that much of a debacle. I mean, no, it really wasn't. It sort of came and went, you know. Yeah. But that's that's the way things. go. Well, here we, you know, here's hoping to, you know continued success with the the brand right absolutely and bring that because really it is something that parents when they i say that i'm into comics they say well do you still have archie's you know do you, is not archie still around not me personally no but uh in the play i'm doing i said there's I a realized, whole shelf around the corner there yeah well that you get someone i said uh i'm doing this play that takes place in the 50s and the 70s at the high school and it's supposed to be a comic book rack and i said give me all the archie's you can because it's the one book that you could put up there, and it looked the same in 1950 as it, as it does in 1990, it's it did true. 2007, with the exception of the cover price. And no one has remembered. Wasn't there, um, I, and I don't know if this is related, but during like the 60s or 70s, wasn't there an actually a popular band called the Archies? We mentioned that up top. No, but you said they had a band, I thought, on the show they had No, a band. they had a top ten song. Yeah, they had a, a top ten hit. It was a, it was the a, Archies was... They were the the house band that was recording the songs for the cartoon, Sugar, Sugar. Sugar, Sugar. Oh, okay. Ah, honey, honey. Then the live action And they say movie, we don't sing on this podcast. The live action they movie. The live action movie in the 80s starring Christopher Rich, Archie, Back to Riverdale, and it had uh, Lauren Hawley and Karen Copens as Betty and Veronica. Uh, they they had um, Jughead rap. Sugar, sugar. It was a really embarrassing moment in Archie history. But the wow. but the movie really isn't that bad. Hmm. David Doyle played Pops. From uh, David Doyle from Charlie's Angels was was Pops. Okay. Chocolate shop. Good to know. All yeah. Right. All right. So we're going to move on to more contemporary comics and talk about something that may be earth shaking or not. About a year oh, ago in Superman earth. comics, after one year later, uh, they there was a, a character that came in and was like stealing superheroes. It was a thing that in, in action comics that allowed for sort of credibility for the new Aquaman, all the new versions of characters that had appeared, quote unquote, one year later. And he said, as he's analyzing what kind of super beings on Earth, says there are three Kryptonians. And Superman's been puzzled for a year, saying there were, there's Superman. There's me. There's Supergirl. There's, there's her. Kara. Who's the third? Well, Kry- Crypto. Now, even though technically Jeff Johns is sort of like, um, well, there's uh, Zod and there's uh, Fiora. Or and then there's the city of Candor. Uh, no, that's, but uh, I don't think there are any actual Kryptonians in Candor. Oh, I thought they're all it's, Kryptonians. No, no, it's a city of, it's it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different aliens. Oh, I thought Candor uh, was a city from That Red Silver Con. Age, my friend, oh, yes. Sorry, you're right. You're technically right, but <laughs> no, get a clue. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway. Uh, so here's the thing. They've uh, apparently starting today uh, that 
the name of the third Kryptonian appears like on a letter or something. So they drop this clue. See if you can get can figure out where this third Kryptonian came from. Superboy. K. Wells is the name given. Isn't that the uh, K the initial? K. Wells. Isn't, isn't that the uh, the record company? You can always order all those compilations. That's so close. Oh, K-Tel. Damn. See, I don't know why you don't like going to science fiction conventions. Your sense of humor fits right in. What? <laughs> Is it Carrie Wells? Carrie Wells? Kristen Wells, Kristen actually. Wells. Who's Kristen okay. Wells? Do you remember? Kristen Wells, Veronica Mars? Oh, no, that's Kristen Damn, Bell. I messed up again. Yeah. She wasn't the one who played Supergirl in the movie. No. no. Kristen? No, she oh, has appeared in comics before. Okay. And she did, uh, she had her own logo. So it is a fictional character from It is from a fictional comics. character. From DC. From DC. It's a chick. She actually f- made her first appearance in a novel. Is she a vampire hunter? No. Uh, it's just kind of the trend that's going on these days. <laughs> it's breaking my concentration. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, novel. Kristen Wells. Is she a lesbian like that woman? No. Darn it. I give up. I... She first appeared in the Elliot S. Magan novel Superman Miracle Monday, which was the movie tie-in to Superman 2 because they didn't have the rights to actually novelize the films. Okay. So they released movie no- Miracle Monday, which was revealed she was a reporter from the future. She's actually a descendant of Jimmy Olsen. Originally, now Originally. I'm sure this new continuity has been, but she did assume a superheroine name just before the crisis on Infinite Earths, and then she got wiped out of continuity, and her Krypton- and her superheroine identity was Superwoman. She made two comic book appearances as Superwoman. Superwoman. Wow. DC, I believe it's DC Comics Presents, the Superman cro- uh, team-up title. Annual number two, Superman and Superwoman. Now, wait a minute. Was, before pre-crisis, wasn't Superwoman essentially Power Girl or something no, like no, that? No, no. Okay. No. Power Girl was the Earth 2 uh, Supergirl. Supergirl. Okay. Which I realize is a huge, huge plot flaw, story flaw in Countdown. If the monitors are going around trying to keep people from crossing Earths who don't have a place on New Earth. Why is Power Girl the only character everybody goes, oh, yeah, she's from Earth, too. Yeah, but she she got... remembers the pre-crisis continuity. Yeah. Why haven't the monitors taken her down? She's too valuable. Yeah, to she holds the key to everything. I guess. Yeah, I like the way she dresses. <laughs> don't, don't we her, all? Her <laughs> mere existence is holding the multiverse together. That would be my... Yeah. That could be. Uh, I don't know, but anyway. So, the, so K Wells is a three third Krypton. K what? K Wells. K Wells. <laughs> got it. Uh, they've also announced DC's got Steve Niles, who's the writer of the uh, or of the original graphic novel. The upcoming he's the film. fourth Kryptonian. He is the fourth Kryptonian. Wow. He's teaming with Kelly Jones for a twelve issue Batman maxi series called Gotham After Midnight. Steve Niles, who today hits the stands with a DC book called Simon Dark, which I is also sort of heard, putting uh, the Frankenstein mythos into um, into DC continuity. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Well, at least that's what they're claiming it is. I don't know. I didn't pick it up yet. Yeah. I haven't flipped <laughs> through it. But uh, he's known for his horror work, and Kelly Jones, of course, is kind of a freaky artist. He's drawn Batman before, most memorably in the uh, Batman Vampire Elseworlds, Red Rain, um, yeah. Crimson hmm. Dawn, so forth. And that character is appearing in the upcoming arena. The vampire Batman will be fighting in uh, Countdown Arena. So we'll see. I have no idea what the plot is. What was the name of it again? <clears throat> uh, it's, Bat- it's Gotham After Midnight. Oh, does it have a subtitle that says, like, we're going to let it all hang out? After, after no, midnight, midnight. No. with Eric Clapton. Okay, because uh, I would read it if that was the case. But no, you wouldn't. You're probably right. <laughs> I mean, do we need another Batman miniseries? Really, people, come on, save your money, save your money, and buy this next book that Derek's going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because the next book I had listed was. Uh, I'm sorry, are we moving on to Rick's going to talk about <laughs> By Tony Loco. Uh, or by something from Catastrophic Comics sometime in mid-2008. There you go. Uh, there you go. There we go. No, but before we move on, I'm sorry, I moved that too forward, but... So, thoughts on the Steve Niles, what was the other one? I like Kelly Jones' art. It's very freaky, it's very creepy, um, and I would assume with Steve Niles' writing that it's going to be somewhat supernatural, but I haven't really enjoyed 
Steve Niles' work at DC. Uh, he recreated the Creeper, and I didn't find that particularly no. intriguing. Creepy. It was. You know, it wasn't even wasn't creepy. creepy. It, it, again, you know, that's an <laughs> overall like, thing. It's just another one of those. Oh, they're going to figure out my identity. I don't want to complain yet, but I mean, I guess we're going to. They've they've relaunched a bunch of heroes like into. Today's continuity, like they're making their first appearances today. Metal Men, yeah. Metamorpho. It says Metamorpho Year One, but it's very clearly the references are setting it exactly right now in history. They're all guys in, from the 70s, and I'm waiting for them to bring back Brother, Brother Power the Geek. Who's the only name. Neil Gaiman could write him. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. And it, it once. worked. Yeah. It, once, exactly. I mean, he made Prez almost sympathetic. So, you know, it's. <laughs> That's wait cool. for that. Uh, what yeah. are you? Yeah, you can't go. Uh, the green team. I'm waiting for the green team oh, to come yeah, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Joe Sinnott. Uh, Joe Simon. So Joe, Joe Simon, Simon, yeah. yeah. Creation. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, there's like no fun to these things. And Steve Our N- superpower is not so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the real world, that is the only yeah. superpower that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You betcha. Money talks. All right. But the next book that uh, that Rick's going to say bye is you've heard some information, and it's going to be a surprise to me, about what Marvel's plans yeah. are yeah. for okay. Captain Marvel. So we've been dissing the, the whole Captain we Marvel have. bring back, right? So Why wouldn't we? For those we? who it's haven't lame. been paying attention, in the middle of a crisis when they were looking for somebody a to civil war. war. Sorry, pardon me. The Civil War. That Civil War crisis we had. They needed somebody to run the prison in the negative zone. So what do you do? You bring back a dead superhero to do it. So Captain Marvel popped out of his continuity before he died. And uh, I guess they found him in the negative zone because that's where he was living a lot of the time. And, I think that was the implication. Yeah. And uh, you know, when he was switching places with Rick, with Rick Jones back in that continuity. And he was basically a couple panels in one of the, one of the books. And we didn't see anything after that. Yeah. We haven't seen any, anything since. So this is going to uh, basically explain where he's been, why, and then what he's up to. Because the gist here is he knows he's a goner. He knows he's got cancer and it's not curable. Yes. So he is going, in the series, has taken off. He's, the Iron Man's going to go try and find out where he went. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find him in Paris, where he is contemplating what he's going to do with his limited life. Well, how how long? Paris is the city. To Paris, do that. I guess, is the city, and he's going to basically, in this miniseries, be dealing with his own mortality and trying to make some kind of difference, some kind of plan for what he'll do before he kicks the bucket again. So, what about then all those adventures he had in his continuity? Or he might have saved the universe or saved the world back then. Now well, he's plucked out of that. There's a question as to how much he actually did, where he got plucked from. Because he got plucked after he had the exposure to the, to the nitros, gas and nitros, nitros radiation. Yeah. Which, which actually did happen years before he died. Um, but it was within a couple of years. So sometime between he, that and and his death, he got plucked out of. He got a little instance of him taken out of the uh, continent. Did he have time to go knock up um, whatever chick it was that gave birth to his son? Apparently, I didn't read that series. That oh, closely. okay. Uh, one if thing he doesn't, we won't have Captain Marvel Jr. One interesting. Uh, uh, shh, no. Oh, different, different. different. Oh, yeah. CM3. Uh, but there was a there was another son of Captain Marvel series that uh, mm-hmm. Marvel had out. But one and thing there's that, a daughter of Captain Marvel too. One thing that did come out in this is that uh, when he did die in the graphic novel, one of the first uh, Marvel graphic novels, the first Marvel graphic, it was Marvel graphic novel number one. Jim yeah. Starlin, great cover, great interior. Um, but during that time in the Marvel continuity, Ms. Marvel was off being binary. Yes. And so she never got to say goodbye. And so Were they now, married or something? No, no, but she, he was responsible for her getting her powers. Oh. And so now she's going to actually, they're going to be able to have words and talk about it before he dies again. So that's kind of a So how do we feel about this? There. I don't know. I'm feeling better about it than I was when he was just the prison guard. It could, it could be interesting. It just depends on, I don't know who the creative team is. Uh the fact that they're, yeah, I can't remember who they said the creative team was, but the fact that they are are going to deal with the mortality of it. I thought it was a cheat if you bring him back from death and then you've got him to play with as a character for whoever, mm-hmm. however long. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But if you bring him back and he's still, and you give him, uh, I mean, it's a significant thing to have to deal with. 
I never read the first graphic novel, but didn't they deal with it in that graphic novel? To an extent. I but mean, it was it was it was basically too late. Like he was, you know, it was, it was one mostly of those, about the rest of the Marvel universe dealing with it. The, yeah, and it, then there was a final bit with him and Thanos. Do we think though that this is just kind of sensationalism a little bit? I mean, we'll have to see. Well, I think you know, for us, the problem we have—I shouldn't say the problem. The thing we have to remember is Marvel does have to periodically publish a series called Captain Marvel, or they lose the trademark, and DC pounces upon it and gets to do, right. gets to call Shazam Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's if they're going to do this because they're saving... I mean, I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive, for whatever reason, this is why Howard the Duck got published. Oh, God. You know, I God, mean... that was a horrible book. It, because they were looking to, uh, you know, they have to maintain the trademark. Not that anybody out there seems to be clamoring to do a Howard the Duck, except I believe Steve Gerber, if Marvel lost the trademark, Steve Gerber would jump right back sure. in and grab it. Well, he did it. with Destroyer Duck, too. I mean, he, yeah. he tried to grab it by creating a new character. I think he did it with Disco Duck, though. I think he got that one. I, yeah. I don't know who. That's Rick Dees. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry. So, uh, you, know, so, you know, the whole thing about... The Captain Marvel, the death of Captain Marvel, was a significant, solemn, well-handled event in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe, and it was one that of those until, deaths until that you Civil said War. It stayed. It was they Bucky respected dead. it. He's dead, and you know Bucky they, dead. They brought Bucky back, and I would. I didn't read those. I didn't read the Winter Soldier until it was all over. And when I went back and read it, I went, "That was well done." Yeah, it was. I didn't feel cheated. I didn't feel cheated. So I'm willing to give them. The benefit of the doubt that they're going to do the same thing with Captain Marvel. Okay, we can give them the benefit of doubt, but let's go off their track record. Aside, unless Ed Brubaker's writing it, do we really have faith that they're going to handle this the right way and do it the way it's supposed to be done, or you think they're going to give it to some B team, let them do the mini series, and then just sweep it under the carpet? I don't think it's going to be B team. We it's will wait and I mean, see. There, there are rumors that James Harlan is annoyed, but I, we'll find out. They're, they're, the, uh, I wish I had paid more attention. The creative team has been announced for this book. and we Yeah, you're right, though. If you're Jim Starlin, the, the pinnacle work of your career has been completely, you know, mm-hmm. usurped. Is that the right word? Usurped? Usurped. Yeah. Usurped. Kind of. To the fact that, you know, oh, we got to keep the trademark. We're going to write a whole new story. You know, sorry, Jimmy boy. So. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard to know. Star, allegedly, um, the rumor is that they wanted to make Warlock a pivotal character in the Annihilation series, and Starlin just had some kind of fit. And I, I, I don't know how he would have any power to keep Marvel from doing that. But Well, they've done a couple of really lame things with Warlock since Starlin left that Although I did like Although I did like the Greg Pak series. If you actually read it all the way through, it was very outrageous in the first issue. Yeah. But that's what I like about Greg Pak is he totally makes you angry. Like he's going to convince you that you're getting exactly what you're afraid you're going to get, and then totally twist it around, and then you go, "Wow, that was amazing." Okay. So they had a really good explanation. I was a big Warlock fan since the Fantastic Four. Okay. Stuff, so, so you know, Starlin, by the way, is interviewed uh, on the Rise of the Silver Surfer DVD. It's fascinating to actually see the man. And hear him talk. And I mean, there's a reason to buy that DVD? There is. Wow. You have to buy the Power Cosmic Edition. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, no, and he, Oh, darn. Cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> so you will... Uh, oh, come on. I've seen your collection. You'll buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm here to say I liked it. I'm sorry. I like Rises Over Server. Okay. It's a kid's movie, but the extras, when, you're in, when they're interviewing people like Stanley and, and uh, Jim Starlin... Steve Englehart. Okay. It's very, it's a fantastic document. The one great thing about DVD. I it's mean, fantastic. If there's s- enough on it for me to watch, watch it seeing, without having watched the You're seeing documentaries with, com- you know, uh, with comic book creators that you wouldn't. You know, where else are you going to, you'd have to go to a panel. And even then you're not going to guarantee that the panel's going to be all that interesting, depending on the one guy in the front row going, um, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the power cosmic, could the Silver Surfer create a rock that even he couldn't lift? Yeah, whatever. Fantastic. But I do want to say as a recommendation this week, I read the latest issue of Nova, and I'm not really enjoying the overall Annihilation Conquest and how, I mean, I like the Star-Lord book. It's kind of interesting, even though they totally destroyed the Star-Lord character, which I really liked in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's okay. But Nova is like something I'm reading this thing, and it's really what heroism is about as he's fighting off the... I occasionally like to get reminded of that, that, gee, there are characters in the Marvel Universe that are good for goodness sake. Is it still sake. Richard Rider? 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was taken over by the phalanx, and he's been fighting it. And so it's just kind of an interesting – it's like if, if Kyle Rayner were really um, the character that everybody keeps claiming he is, he'd be Richard Ryder's in, okay. in this, Richard Ryder in this Nova. And I really, really dig it. And so I'm, I'm surprised that I'm, I, I have yet to be disappointed by an issue of Nova. I'm hearing that's kind of like the sleeper book. I was reading the latest Wizard, and they were kind of hyping that, yeah, it's really that Nova good. is really yeah. a good book. It's really good. And the rest of the stuff, the cosmic stuff, is kind of boring to me. And I'm and Marvel's announced doing like what-ifs on all these things already. And it's like, remember when what-ifs waited like 10 years? 20 years. You know, and, you know. Well, you know, well, they have probably have to put out a what-if book to keep the trademark so every year they do it but it's all about stuff i mean the first what if was what if spider-man joined the fantastic right, four you right. know like a real good question like ooh, cool fanboy kind of thing. 80s about a about a comic that came out in the it was, 60s it was 70s you know but still but then then you get to now it's like what if the marvel superheroes if the annihilation wave had made it to earth a year ago. What if yeah. What if uh, Hulk lost World War Hulk? What? what? If Wait, it hasn't even finished yet. You know? <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. I would what like, if, oops, we gave away the ending to our big crossover like before the, anybody knew? The week after Cap dies, it's like, what if Iron Man, Man had died instead? instead? Yeah, you know, I mean, it is. It's like that. And it's just, come on. I did kind of like when they just went bizarre. But what if Cap, when they turned it into Elseworlds? And they had this guy called the Watcher that was just actually a kid at his computers. Yes. And he'd accidentally got, you know. Yes, he uh, could tap into the I mean, they the tried alternates. different things, different reasons to do it. And that was fine. But when, they, when they're just totally twisting on, you know, last year they did a what if uh, Kid Vulcan had, uh, what if the first X-Men team, that middle X-Men team had survived. I was like, but that was just a month ago. They exactly. just worked it out. And it really was like. What? <laughs> so anyway, so you can originally, they still think you can go pick up that issue, so you can get the source material. What if there was an evil Justice League of America on an alternate world? Ah. Tell me about it, Rick, because you know this would be the Crime Society. Indeed, one of my uh, not the Crime Syndicate, the Crime Society, because that would be too confusing. Yeah. So we again, we've been ragging on on uh, Countdown. And the associated books. And, and well, we should. Some high points like that. The Stinker. wild, The Wildstorm issue of... Uh, of uh, Did you call uh, that this, a high point? No. The, Wait, I don't think no, that word one, means what you think no, it no, means. No, 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 no. I said we've been, we've, been, uh, <laughs> we've been ragging on issues like the Wildstorm issue of The Search for Ray Palmer. You know, yeah. That, that was just such an awful, awful, awful book. Such said, it's like, please buy Wildstorm like, titles. Here, here's another Here's another three panels to get you to buy Wet Works. Um but the last issue of this of this series of single first issues, which is I can't figure that out either. Why not just put them all in one series of because, books? Because um, fanboys buy first issues; they I don't buy so. second issues. Yeah, yeah, my standing order for five of every first issue, right? <laughs> so this book um, has our challengers from beyond, which is uh, the Red Hood and uh, Donna Troy and uh, Bob, Bob the Monitor. Bob the Monitor. Uh, <laughs> is he like Bob the Builder? Bob, 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 Bob the Monitor. Hmm. Can we fix the multiverse? Yes, we can. Okay. So they all end up on this alternate uh, Earth, and I don't remember which number it is, but... It used to be Earth 3. It is okay. no longer Earth 3. And they run into the jokester. Who is who appeared last week in count or the last couple of weeks in countdown already? Yeah, and he's kind of like a cleaned up Joker. I mean, his hair is all neatly clean. He's got a nice because for Lon, for Lon and the listeners at home that don't understand the concept of this alternate Earth, you know, it's a world where evil wins. Yes, consistently. Mm. Mm. So the Justice League is the, the is bad the, guys. Uh, and they're the, the bad guys. The, guys. the crime society. The crime society basically is running Earth, and you've got these rebel heroes who are the villains on our Earth, right? Fighting them. Like Lex, Lex Luthor is the big hero, right? He no. was in the yeah. uh, in the original. In fact, it was Le- because it's Alexander Luthor from the Crisis on Infinite Earths and Infinite Crisis, who was the son of that planet's. Lex, Lex Luthor, Luthor. Mm. and Lois Lane. Yeah. So in this, we find out that we get the origin of the jokester. We get um, the Riddler family, which is the Riddler and um, God, who I can't remember the name of the woman who the jokester. Uh, well, they put it knocked up in in uh, in his origin story. 
and their daughter is Duella Dent. Ah, finally, the Joker's daughter is explained. It's really the jokester's daughter who, is what you're who, saying. Who admits that she is kind of of three uh, multiple minds, or her mother was of multiple minds. And, uh, oh, her name is Eve, and she has three stripes running down she her face. She has three faces? Three, three faces of Eve, mm-hmm. right. And so Eve's daughter is Read a Duella book or Dent. something. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, and, and she, Duella actually has a little uh, little problem with her own identity and occasionally calls herself Harlequin. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So, but anyway, so not to spoil the ending of the book, but uh, the jokester is now going to be joining the, our challengers. Which of, has of been beyond. established in Countdown again. And that's right. part of the problem, though, is editorial. The, the continuity, like, Countdown came out establishing the jokester had now joined yeah, the challenges from beyond. Now, if that's before you, the book, if came you out. cared about the plot revelation, then that's annoying. That if you had bought that, but you know right. nobody's buying it anyway. But now yeah. I'm interested. But this in one was that. actually, I mean, all these, all these spinoffs and stuff. This one read well. It had great art. The story was clean. It answered questions instead of it answered more questions than it brought up. And I thought, I thought the jokester origin was really quite good. So this got a big thumbs up for me. One of the few books that I've read in that series lately that I well, actually closed God. it down and said, yeah. Thank God you two guys are reading Countdown still because you can at least tell other people what happens because uh, I stopped reading it. I, I know Goodson stopped reading <laughs> Well, sure. We all stopped reading it, so but thank I, God I'm for reading, you two. I'm reading it for those moments that I'm hoping. Because the other thing that's interesting is Paul Dini, who is um, writing Countdown or overseeing the writing of Countdown, also, last week released an issue of Detective that explained a lot about the uh, the the Athenian society that uh, Harley Quinn and oh yeah and uh, the, the stuff that happened in Amazon Selena, Ky- uh, Selena Kyle's younger sister uh, mm-hmm. is is in with the Riddler. So the Batman barely appears. It's the Riddler and Harley Quinn teaming up to solve a, a crime in which the criminal is hiding among the Athenians. And it was like wow, in that one issue of Detective. Explains so much more about the culture, what's going on, than he's been able to than he's been able to do in 25 or so issues of Countdown, and certainly than Wonder Woman's been able to explain in Amazon's Attack. But you know, the other thing with Amazon's Attack is that was planned for uh, Infinite Crisis, and they said Mm -hmm. we got too many. So when you can have an event like that, that actually is just sort of we lifted it out of another like a cookie cutter. And let's see, we can put that dough back in over here, and nobody will notice the scene. Talk about a book that a storyline that really couldn't have been sandboxed. I mean, so much destruction, you know, the, the the burning of Kansas, the all the monuments in Washington taken down, the number of people killed, the downing of Air Force Shh. One. It's like, Shh. let's just forget. Oh, about I feel it. so much better let's now. Let's just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Who's my sweet spirit? <laughs> Who's my? Sweet I'm going spirit. to my happy place now. Good. Wait, how do how does uh, Zaytana tell uh, wipe his mind? I can't say it backwards. It's like forget backwards. Is what <laughs> yes, Tegroff, 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 It's probably more like that. Tegroff, Tegroff. There goes Calculus <laughs> One. Yeah. <laughs> calculus One. Oh my God. We're gonna say that from We're now nerd, on. Whenever there's a a bad continuity error. Tegroff. I've learned that from what from playing the Justice League Heroes games because you know. I've never ever really thought about how it sounded. Right. But the fact that they had to worry about that in the Justice League Heroes game, it's awesome. So you get to hear Zatanna. Gas spells backwards. Mm, I get to look at Zatanna in that game. She's saucy in that game. She winks a lot. I love her. Okay. <laughs> Let's stay on DC for a second because the, the things that all. I guess we're still in comics? We're still yeah. in comics. Oh, okay. All right. Metal Men, Metamorpho. Who else has been relaunched and we're bitter about? Oh, Captain Carrot and the final arc. I'm really afraid to open this book. Yeah. But I'm going to buy it anyway. But I'm scared. I'm very, very scared. I've been very happy with Booster Gold, though. I've been very happy with Booster Gold. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, hey, there's my copy of Countdown, Blinding Brother Eye, in which Karate Kid and Buddy Blank team up. Oh, you know. Sounds this, like a winner. This is a pair up you never thought you were going to see. No, you know, that's the great thing. I mean, that's okay. It's like... I don't know. It's like your wildest hero clicks. Now, Buddy, uh, Buddy Blank in the original storyline was Omac, right? Yes, was the original Omac. So, 
And he was a nobody. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like they've redone him a couple of times, and now he's just like some kind of super scientist, and he has something to do with having revived Brother Eye, who was supposedly destroyed by Batman. Yeah. And now Karate, and Karate Kid apparently has is possessed, is infected by the 31st century mutation of the OMAC virus, and oh, it's killing him. It? And it's okay. killing him. You know who can save him? Who? Mr. Miyagi. With that little clap that he does, and you know he can put his hands on the Karate Kid, right? Exactly. Would you okay. learn something what? about something what? that happened before you were born? Uh, he's the best around. That's what I hear. He's the best. Anyway, around. stop him. Okay. Stop him. Stop him. Hey, All right. I wanted to ask you one other question because sure. I'm confused. Oh, geez, sorry. I'm... My bad. <laughs> so I'm confused now, and I, maybe it's been explained, but why are they looking for Ray Palmer? Because apparently Ray Palmer is the key to the megaverse. Why do we know this? Because when uh, the new gods went to the source wall, okay, where the flaming finger writes things, yes. Or Metron went there. Right. And my gosh, you've got the attention span of Michael Goodson tonight. Ow! What? And yes, uh, wandering, shaking the table, getting off, looking for porn. Good Lord. What? Anyway. He's channeling Goodson. He's channeling Goodson. It's Goodson in a lawn suit. No! Hi, guys. Um, anyway. What are we talking about? Anyway, uh, that the source wall wrote, find Ray Palmer. So the new gods, Metron knew, it was the, in, in Countdown 51, that... Metron has spread the word that they needed Ray Palmer. The monitors, of course, somehow tapped into this knowledge as well, so they know they okay. need to go. To, All right. um, and somehow Mr. Mixes of Tulloch is going to have a big key role, too, because a couple of issues ago in Countdown, he got forcibly ripped from his from his world and uh, was unable to but stop The other it. half of this is Ray, Ray's power is getting smaller. <laughs> But as he gets smaller, he goes to alternate Earths. Is that and right? That, and that, well, that's, that's what they're the saying part, now. That's, part of that's what learning. they're saying now with the multiverse, and that's why. So the Wildstorm Earth says, yeah, he was here. So dimensions are really just microverses. Right. Okay. Which actually Marvel's been saying for a while they anyway. They microverses. They had, like, the microverse, and they had the, mm-hmm. the microverse or mm-hmm. the... Uh, but as they say, but one of the reasons Annihilus has left the negative zone is because the bigger our universe gets... The smaller than the negative, negative zone, zone has to get. Yeah. So, you know, because space is infinite, but it's what? not. I uh, have a theory as to why they want to find Ray Palmer. Can I go with it? Go, go. with it. Um, I think Darkseid has a thorn on the bottom of his foot, and okay. he needs Ray Palmer to pull it out. So it's going to be Androcles and the Lion. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that'll make Darkseid... Sure everybody exactly wonders why Darkseid's so grumpy and hey, wants to kill kids, everybody. Kids, a little uh, important safety tip from the Fanboy Planet podcast. Stay off the pipe, kids. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so, huh? yeah. So it's sort of a transition in about a month or so. We're going to get a graphic novel that's uh, based on a favorite television show. Heroes. Desperate Housewives? That too. Not in the Philippines, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wonderful yeah, blog anyway. posting, by the way. Thank I've got you. to, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're so, it's so funny just reading your little rants to the three or four of us that actually pay attention I've to I've got you. about eight subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and I'm one of them. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Good times. So, yeah. Good times. So, Heroes. Heroes. Speaking of my hero. Oh, my God. Look, fans. Chris Garcia, we have a fourth. Now we have the power of five men and a beard. <laughs> I don't yes. know. That was so. Thanks for that. You know, living up to it. Chris, getting a chair, bringing it okay, over. Okay, here we go. The comfort of my ass is more important than any podcast. Really? <laughs> thanks for sharing. Yes. I met your girlfriend. I think she'll resent being referred to that way. I believe you're right. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, DC, it was announced at Comic-Con this last summer that, that DC got the rights to reprint all the online comic adventures of the characters from Heroes. And you said this week, this is new to me, that it was actually going to be printed through the Wildstorm. If you go to DC's site and you find the listing for this and you follow it, it's in the Wildstorm area. Hmm. So they list across like DC Comics, Vertigo, Wildstorm. It's in the Wildstorm area, which... Okay. That makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know why, but I, I, I will I go with it. I want to see Planetary showing up in, uh, <laughs> in the heroes, killing them all. That <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. Uh, and they're including uh, the paintings of Tim's story, yep. which I thought, wow, kind of a clever, and yet, boy, it was a push this year to get Tim's story's artwork back into the, uh, into the show. Finding the, After, uh, the, the eight uh, prophecy 
paintings, which we found number one, and we have number eight. There are six prophecies yet you to also, be discovered. You also forget, though. You're, you're saying it was hard to bring it back because the artist died. Tech roof. What? You also, you're saying, you're, you're basically implying. In the storyline, the, art, the guy the who paints died. the future died. Yeah, yeah. You forget, though, that Silent. Peter painted That's true. a picture. But when Peter then, painted, they used a different artist. Are you sure? I thought it was Tim yes. Sale again. No, it wasn't Tim oh, Sale is that again. Right? And then Siler did a picture that was Tim Sale too. I thought. No, they both had different art styles. Really? Oh, okay. Because, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's only something a real true geeky fanboy would notice. Which I, but I am. Oh, okay. What? He, he is. But I, I just think that you know I, if you. What? <laughs> if you wanted to bring back, why are you mocking Tim me for the very reason you you are friends with me? <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you wanted to bring why? back the Tim Sale art, you could put it down as uh, somebody else has his power. I gotta say, the thing that most blows me away about Tim Sale. Did you know he's colorblind? Really? Hmm. No, the, I didn't know that. But most of his art is kind of like very stark, uh, he has, light and he dark has areas. Some, he has and, somebody else do the color washes for him. Colors. And 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 then he's 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 really and it's not like red green it's black and white. He oh, you know really who else is colorblind? My friend Tom. No, no, big artist, big artist. Frank Picasso. No, um, uh, is the Justin dead? Timberlake. No. What? Is the friend that a dead? The Frizzetta? guy. No, a lot. Is he? You did a little yeah. comic called The Next Man. Uh, John Byrne is colorblind. John Byrne is colorblind. Really? Yes, he is. That's why he prefers doing black and white stuff. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. Wow. I did also learn this week he charges you know $20,000 a book minimum. <clears throat> wow. He doesn't sell enough to make that. He just doesn't. Nobody does anymore. Uh, so, But it does make me feel better about Tony Logan's situation. Anyway, uh, so let us talk about Heroes, then the actual show. We know we get these graphic novels. Did we ever give thumbs up, thumbs down to the online comics? I thought they were pretty good. I've read a couple. I thought they were good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to be. I kept forgetting. To like most look online up. comics, really difficult to read online. So I'm looking forward to getting them on paper. As my friend Carr says, you know, really, until we get comfortable bringing our laptops into the bathroom, <laughs> comics bathtub. <laughs> yeah, comics really got to stay on paper. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Thank you for your participation. It's always nice to have you here, Chris. Oh, of course, you know you throw everything off. It's it's because now we got to throw wrestling into the mix. You have anything? Earth-shattering to say about wrestling this week? Yes. Say it, man. Say it. John Cena's out for about nine months. Yeah, we talked about you talked about that on Falcon Anywhere. Well, yes. in your column, Falcon right. Anywhere, you mentioned that. But what's more important is the crisis rating they got this uh, past. Ooh, I read about that. Crisis rating? Uh, they got a 2.8 rating. DC. Oh, crisis ratings. Rating. Oh, okay. Wrestling is in the dumps right now. Yeah, 2.8. That's uh, and what's well, a good gee, rating? A good rating, three, four, three, five. Let's just wow. let's just to analyze why you know why just because the general public thinks they're all psychotic killers. That could be part of it. Part what? of it. Even might. the audience that loves that kind of stuff <laughs> is, like, <laughs> a little, is a little it. freaked out. Even by the it. little granny who's in front going, "Kill him!" is, is saying, no. <laughs> "Well, I think it was <laughs> just <not>. kidding, <laughs> J.K." <laughs> but I think really what the big problem is is that. There was a baseball game uh, the Yankees were playing and lost. There's always yes. a baseball game. <laughs> no, but this was crucial. They really, is, yeah. oh, okay, okay. baseball fans really wanted to see the Yankees go down. Uh, and they did. All right. Oh, they did. And there was Even I know that. Monday Night Football, but it wasn't a huge game. Oh, but it was one of the best comebacks in NFL history if you stayed and watched the game. So Unfortunately, mine was uh, preempted by a showing of Heidi. So I really I love Heidi. Heidi, and that is a funny reference. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Before I was born, and I actually got it. Um, and that's why Lon didn't. And we have my man himself, Shawn Michaels, has returned. Um, the Heartbreak Kid, HBK. That's really right. his his movie. Totally tanked this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why he came back. He needs he, to eat. Yeah. Exactly right. But uh, The Rock being very critical. Uh, now that he has made all this uh, big press with uh, Game Plan and Southland Tales is coming out. Uh, I was gonna, I've was i got that down there because yes. it's related to comics. But, yeah, That's what right. about? he's starring in, in Southland Tales, which had a comic book adaptation last year. We mm-hmm. thought it wasn't going to get a theatrical release. Now it is on November 9th. Richard Kelly, the follow-up to Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. And let's wow. remember the most important thing, completely and totally flopped at con. Like, beyond 
reasonable fluff. The fanboys hated it, yes. Barbed wire got a better reaction at con. Uh, barb wire. Barb wire. Sorry. So wait, Rock's being critical of WWE or wrestling yeah. in general? Uh, or? Both, actually. He's big on the anti-drug thing, mm. um, which there are a lot of people who are saying, that's kind of strange coming from him. Well, once but he got off the juice. he's family-friendly. Yeah. Once, you know, he's yeah. a Disney guy now. He re- right. I mean, he's heart and soul. Is he, is he as wholly owned as Larry Miller is right now? Uh, it's possible. Oh, wow. It's possible. I mean, it depends on what... I mean, you know, it depends on his next move. He's got after this, you know, he's in Get Smart. That's right. Uh, and he's playing Jaime. No, he's not Jaime. He's not Jaime. No, he's the, Jaime. no, he's the su- he's the super agent that Maxwell Smart wants to be like. Oh. So uh, who's playing Jaime? I don't think Jaime's in it. Oh, I heard he was playing Jaime. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, and then the Shazam, where he has basically come out and just said, "Look, whatever the fans want, I will take whichever role they want." Mm-hmm. Depending on the script, so he's he's up to playing Black Adam, but he wants the fans to determine it. And yeah. Meltzer has said that he, he is he is favored for Black Adam. So Meltzer, Dave Meltzer, wrestling journalist, excellent. He's favored to play Black Adam. Brandon, there's hope. Yes, <laughs> and uh, also any wrestling other big news? Well, I think TNA got a two-hour show now. Or? Well, TNA has a two-hour show. More importantly, Kurt Angle arrested. <laughs> Drunk what? Wrestling. Kurt wow. Angle got arrested for drunk driving. No! Yes. Oh, my gosh. Olympic medalist Kurt Angle? Olympic gold medalist. Uh, but sadly, he's not going to give up and return his medal. So, Oh, that's too bad. Hey, yeah. I got a question for you, Chris. Yes, Rick? Do you, got any, do you have any backstory on the lady wrestler who was on Survivor this season? Uh, Ashley Massaro? Yes, uh, who was also all, on uh, Smallville, Smallville last year okay, with yep. Kane. Yes, and was, I believe, already eliminated. Yeah, yeah. she has been yeah, eliminated. Yeah, was the second one off. Um, My wife was so happy. <laughs> yeah, so was mine. She, because she said she was so villainous. She hated her on Smallville. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> wow. That's why she and then she's up. like, that that wrestler from that Smallville episode, she's on Survivor. And then, you know, that's... Yeah. Well, well please, honey, forgive me for that really bad impersonation of you. It, was really, it wasn't what she sounded like. It wasn't because she was walking around in her underwear and every every I don't shot know. of she every shot had her chest. She in wouldn't it let me watch it. That's, uh, that's the best reason to watch the show. Yeah, but no, uh, she was a Diva Search winner in 2005, I think 2004, 2005. She's got also lit. in Playboy too. She's, She's also got in Playboy. Piercings. I'm not. Yeah, not not big on forget that. Forget it. Actually, no. you just blew it with me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to kiss these lips, honey. Don't. No. 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 Yeah, but I don't yeah. care if it's not if it's hypoallergenic steel or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're expecting a big push for her when she comes back. Yeah, I'm wondering um, about that. Yeah. So, but yeah. I don't think she can return for 30 days or something like that. Let's talk about Let's two briefly. Her. And the... will there be a show to return to? <laughs> Good yeah. point. Let's talk about briefly, if you can, Chris, the crazy mayhem that was No Mercy this last Sunday. You know, I only watched the main event. But I mean, you know what happened, though, right? Can we can we fill the fans in out there? Yes, that, I do. Let's briefly break it down. Uh, the play was that everyone well, let's, thought. Let's explain the original. That okay. Cena, with Cena out, the original plan was was to crown a new champion. They didn't announce anything at first. Well, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean before Cena was out, it was supposed to be Cena and Cena versus Orton in a last man standing yeah. match. Yes. And then basically Cena gets hurt, and now they got no game plan. Wild speculation was on about. Whether or not Chris Jericho was going to debut, or who, yes. you know, if somebody was going to show up and challenge somebody for the title. So did there was David there was confusion. Ar- David Arquette came back. No, David actually, uh, Rosanna Arquette awesome. showed up, and uh, again with the lip piercings from. Mm-hmm. Oh, then forget it. No, I don't like her with the lip piercings. Mm-hmm. No. So no, you're no, more no. of the uh, the Toto time period. Absolutely. That's for the seeking Susan. Oh God. Okay. Anyhow, um, so Jericho was <laughs> Jericho was supposed to come in uh, and debut. They decided to hold off on that probably because they thought that too much going on. Yeah, they were going to be crowning a new champion. They could do more, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder why they didn't debut him on Raw. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, they had our good friend Randy Orton face our other good friend Triple H. Uh, good match, champ, blah, blah, blah. Not a terrible match. In fact, I'd say one of the better matches of the year when it comes to drama. But it turned off a lot of people because there's still a large faction that just doesn't like Orton. 
So well, I just thought the the scope of that whole match, and you know, just to break it down fast, was from what I read, they rewarded Orton the belt the very beginning of the pay per view, then uh, Triple H challenged for him and won it, then he had to defend it against Umaga, then he did the Last Man Standing match and lost it again to Orton later that night, and for what I've been reading on all the websites, like basically, you know, or, or, uh, Triple H was beat up, and as he walked left the stage after the show ended received, like, a standing ovation uh, from the crowd. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, so that's kind of interesting, you know, a, a true kind of worker. You know, everybody rips on yeah. Triple H getting, you know, being the golden boy. Oh, the guy. But the guy, you know, earned his paycheck on Sunday, apparently. He's hardworking and talented. He's a great wrestler. The match, it was obvious that he was controlling the match, and it went beautifully. And he may be the next Thor. That, did we, no! did we report on that news? Yes. That Kevin McKidd was, is not going to be no, Thor? No, I haven't heard that. Kevin McKidd, it well, was... Well, I didn't think that was a great choice either, but I don't I don't like Triple H as a choice either. Well, Kevin McKidd might be Loki as a constellation. Oh, that's kind of cool. That would be kind of cool, but I, I yeah. just... I didn't like Triple H's performance in Blade Trinity. Now, granted, I didn't like anybody's performance in Blade Trinity, even character, even no, actors I don't that want I like. Triple H's if Thor. you slap Blade on anything, I will automatically hate everything that's in it. Well, the first two were great. Oh, no, they were terrible. Zorro the Gla- Grape. Unwatchable. The Great Zorro Blade. Zorro the Gray Blade. Gray Blade. The Gray Blade was not Gray so Blade. great. Was, was that George old. Hamilton? Yes. Oh, I love yeah, George Hamilton. follow-up to, to uh, What about the Ginsu Blade? Was that, his last, was that his last film before The Godfather 3? I think so. I think <laughs> nice. so. Uh, you know, so... So that's the wrestling report. That's, yes. That's, uh, okay, very good. We, uh, Triumph. I, I, Tragedy. And now we know a little thing about Thor, too, which is, you know, one of those movies that is, again, being really fast-tracked. Oh. We are looking at, potentially, a Writers Guild strike by November 1st, which means that, man, they are rushing Justice League through. They are rushing Thor through. Matthew Vaughn has, has confirmed that, although he's got a big problem. He was interviewed and said the problem is he's got a $300 million script. And you know what's kind of interesting about that is that Maybe if this, if the, if they do this, they get a bunch of scripts, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. They get all these scripts backlogged yeah. so they can make these movies. Now there's already speculation. They, they get all these things backlogged. They greenlight a bunch of stuff. They get into production. They're doing stuff. The writers go off strike. They can everything they're working on. They create mm-hmm. brand new projects. But if the, if it goes on long enough, if these movies get into production and they get filmed and they do the focus group things. There's nobody to rewrite the They're damn screwed. thing. Are they absolutely, so you're absolutely right. They actually no have to go with the script as written. Yes. The the difference is though is that, and particularly this year, as opposed to uh, when was the last one? Eighty five, the big one. Eighty five, I think, was the big one. I think one. it was eighty five. Um, is that now there is viable options for writers outside of the writers guild? Uh, yeah, but who's going to cross the picket line, though? Yeah. Oh, anyone who hasn't had a chance would yeah, cross. Yeah, but if you do that, though, don't you get blacklisted Not necessarily. once the strike's over? And particularly the fact that... Not necessarily, but it is a big risk. Yeah, it, it is a big risk. And but I don't know if I do. But those now guys, in, it's like, okay, uh, never get my shot or get my, my shot, shot. And take yeah, the risk. Right. Exactly. Get a couple hundred grand and get blacklisted? Well, okay, I'll it's invest a, well. Yeah. And, and plus, you can, you can film... With using a writer from outside of the guild in Canada with absolutely no problems. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm moving to Vancouver. Europe. You know what? You should. Thanks. Well, just in case anybody's wondering, I do uh, write a, a comedy show for the web, <laughs> and I'm available. Really? So uh, let me know. Yeah, we're working on that. Uh, Huelga. Moving right along. Move us now. But bad news for fans, too, or just odd news. The CW, which has been a source of superhero uh, animation, uh, has dumped the kids' WB. I think they're going to give out this, they're going to play out this season. I just received a notification from Warner Brother Home Video that they're, they're planning the Legion of Superheroes second season set for February, which leads me to believe that they're going to cut this pro Saturday morning program out even sooner. No, but actually, what I read is that WB. Is going to keep producing the shows and they just syndicate them. Yeah, they're going to try or, or whatever. Yeah, they it's just the CW I, I, I is getting rid of it. This is the final. This is the final bit of the CW merger. That there was a portion of the WB that was always planned to be spun out, and so with that, I mean, this has been in the works for ages. Uh, the same thing was with uh, Warner Home Video uh, doing also another spin out of their television, particularly their television section. So this is all. It's no surprise here. 
So, but the I big issue too is the was. big issue too, and I think uh, I think I read this on Chud or maybe News Around, I don't remember. But they were basically commenting how Kids WB was the last like Saturday morning, you know, TV Old style. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> was producing animation and stuff for kids on you know on Saturday morning, and it's kids like above the age of five because really you know like CBS, which I guess is still associated tangentially with CW, has been running you know Veggie Tales and um, Pap. And uh, Pablum 2010. Uh, and uh, What's on Fox Kids? And uh, make sure their frontal lobes don't develop. There is no Fox Kids anymore. Really? I mean, it's just... I thought it's, I saw it's, like it's, Ninja Turtles or something. So they tried that last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're gone. There's nothing on Fox right now. So, mm-hmm. I, you know... Well, I guess they were saying, too, they figure that everybody now, or the majority of households now, all have cable. So it's like... They let them watch Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, right. Disney Channel. You know, it's and there's like tons of stuff on during the week. Right, and so it's like they don't need network cartoon stuff on Saturday because today they're they're spoiled, I guess. I yeah. don't know, but it's like, but it makes me scared for new projects for things that really will. But I mean, I guess you know, Cartoon Network certainly launched enough, uh, and Nickelodeon have launched enough projects that have you know a hold on our kids psyches and they so. do stuff prime time now too yeah. like the fantastic four thing was not done on saturday morning the one saturday that was that french well, it was that justice league justice league was shown in the evenings that yeah. was it was never a saturday morning show yeah. and there i'm fairly certain that we will finally see the anime network take off nationwide hmm. uh, oh, that's why that's trying to happen yeah now. that's been in the works for i think about three years and well, you've I, had Toonami, and you've had uh, yeah. the Midnight Swim stuff. And Toonami did okay. Adult Swim. Yeah. Adult Swim. Right. Yeah. I've also... Midnight I got a, Adult Swim. Mm. I want to talk about a little home video thing, because we've been... You, you, Derek, I told you not to bring that up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's about Kristen Bell, because you mentioned her. I told right? you to bring that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, we've been looking forward to uh, Fanboys, which should be tied in with us, which, according to the Internet Movie Database, was supposed to be is going through... The fabled reshoots and will oh, be God. released in January. Well, I heard, I heard it from a source that um, because of the utter failure of Grindhouse, the Weinstein brothers are trying very desperately to cover up the fact that they are hemorrhaging money. Next week, uh, Planet Terror comes out as a separate film, which yeah. I, I got a copy. They've given it to me. I haven't had a chance to watch the uncut version. But how version long was yet. that thing by itself? It said like just two hours by itself. They yeah. put the, they put all the missing re- footage back oh. in. It's unreal, you know. So it's unrated. So the movie you paid for in the theaters was a tease. Yeah, yeah. Great. Which you really, paid for the experience. Which to me, I would as a fan. Okay, look. So I got it free. But if I were somebody <coughs> wanting to buy that, I'd be ticked. And I felt that when I discovered, you know, that Tarantino was ready to edit back in his missing reel of Death Proof, because which came out on DVD a couple weeks ago. Because, look, if part of the joke was, you know, the I thought that the, the script reel. was designed that you had that missing reel. No, they shot it. And it makes me feel like, you guys were planning to do this to me all along. Yeah. But could they realistically could they realistically release Grindhouse as it appeared in the theater on a, on a traditional DVD? I don't know. But what is lost is we now don't have those trailers, which to me was the best part of Grindhouse. And I bet you they'll put them back in. They're not on the Planet Terror DVD. They're not on the Planet oh, Terror really? DVD. Really? They're not on the Grindhouse DVD. Not that I'm aware of. I have not. I. They might be Easter eggs. They'll be their own DVD. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It could be. I mean. I mean that to me is just screaming special feature. I bet you but they're actually, Easter eggs. But I let mean, me. But here's the thing. Let me get to that. That finished point is because of that failure and how desperate that home video gambit is. Like you know, watch you buy Planet Terror, buy fanboys will never see a theatrical release. That the Weinstein brothers cannot afford to release that movie the theatrically. Original, so they're just going to go for DVD in late spring, hoping we've all forgotten that we wanted to see it. Wow. There's, there's so They've much. got Kristen Bell. They've got Seth Rogen. How can the Weinstein brothers bobble? No, not only that, Dan Fogler. So they've got basically... Dan Fogler and and Seth Rogen, two of the kind and of bit, well, Fogler's a main part, but I think Seth Rogen's just a cameo. But so. he, but he's involved. The point is, these are guys that used to be geniuses at selling that and convincing us that someone like Seth Rogen was going to be all over well, the place that, in that. To, to their defense, we haven't seen the movie. I mean, it's an indie that they picked up. Right? Okay, so what if it's, it but could it's be full crap. of people we like? An even bigger problem is that they are desperate to get hooked up with another company. Yes, and they can't convince anyone right now. No. They need what who they literally need to do? They either need to go crawling back to Disney or go to Universal. Yeah, they cuz they hose Disney. They hose Disney. 
they 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 saved up everything. So when they when they broke off, they made sure that Miramax's last year of re, of, of release was all the things they considered unreleasable. So they left, and Disney released all these Miramax movies, and they were horrible, and they tanked. You know what the Weinstein's need? Bellucci. All the Weinstein's really need is just one big hit to get them back on the map. And, uh, and uh, Lon's got a screenplay. I just happen to have a screenplay, <laughs> Harvey, if you're listening. Um, it's funny. I thought it was a few too many hits that led I'm, to a lot of the movies they made in the last five yes, years. I'm just saying. Mm, that, uh, maybe. One Give me a call. Maybe. You can find me on the Internet, uh, Lon Lopez. I'm back yet. Uh, but we we are happy, and we and we can lo- load this. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have the video file. Last year at WonderCon, Lon Lopez interviewed Mr. Brian Posehn from the Star of Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. I don't know about Star. <laughs> He's listed in the credits, man. I'm going to go with Star. He played the how and how, how best what a, performance. What a fanboy dream that is. I, know. Uh, I get to be the priest at uh, Reed and Sue's wedding. You know. Yeah. It is a very funny commentary, though, because it's like the editor's going, wow, we blew that. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> so Wait, what was that? The commentary in Rise of the Silver Surfer. For what go- part? Most, Most of, it. of it. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh we should have oh. done this. We <laughs> argued about that. Oh, I wanted to do that. Wasn't uh, he left-footed earlier? <laughs> so I like, caught that, and Evelyn did too. That's how I knew it was a big flub. <laughs> For what? What part? Uh, they're actually in a transition scene. You see him at, when he starts; he's left foot forward. When at literally at the end of the scene, he's right foot forward. You mean the Silver Surfer? Yeah. Don't Silver switch feet? No cut. Surfers? No cut. That was the thing. That oh. was like, all right. What? So anyway, but to get back to Brian Posehn, he wrote a little mini series from. English I think it was Comics. just a, a one shot. Like no five was issues. It, was it? Oh, okay. See, so we actually read the books. We I talk have a about. collected version. That's yeah, why. you have a trade paperback, right? right. Which is Sorry, a, which is a collection issue. of. That's the five. one that he autographed for me. So right. Whatever. It's a collection of five uh, mm-hmm. issues called The Last Christmas, which mm-hmm. then you've read all the way. You know how it ends. I have not actually read The Last I don't think I so finished I it. <laughs> I got about halfway done. I fell asleep. <laughs> but uh, I did interview him. <laughs> you did. And, uh, this week it's revealed that he has sold the rights to him. Yeah, and they're talking about doing it a la 300, meaning it's going to be all digital effects. I think it would have to be. It's so... Right, it's bizarre, and it's post. You say all of three hundred. Think a bunch of naked guys with the abs. I think it would have to be. Yeah. I think <laughs> last Christmas. Here they come. Well, the basic- last Christmas. I gave you my heart. Okay, I like talent. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I like got talent one. You in my podcast. <laughs> sorry. Um, Could you just edit him out? Yes. Make him sound like a little girl. No, the, basically the story is I uh, it's, have. it's basically like the apocalypse, and Santa is trying to save Christmas, and he's fighting zombies. And... Oh, that's actually the opposite. He's lost his faith in Christmas. There's one kid left alive who believes in him. Oh, right. He right. cannot die until there's no one left who believes in him, so he goes to kill the last child. <laughs> But it's a heartwarming story of redemption. There you go. And murder. And also, too, uh, I think that we're going. We have. We're going to put up a link to that interview, so if anybody's on the website, they can check out the interview. Absolutely. So you're going to have to send me that. Because I actually asked him when we were interviewing back in WonderCon. I said, you know, this sounds like a movie. Did you originally plan it as a movie? And he. And once you see the interview, you'll see what he has to say to that. So. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to spoil wow, it. Wow, yeah, he's got talent, that Lopez. Uh, <laughs> Mechanical because you know, spider. You know who really thing. needs, and and am I right in this, in who's directing, but wait a minute here, is that, uh, of course, we've got another Terminator trilogy. Trilogy, coming. yes. Okay. For again, the new generation. You know, I don't necessarily mind if you say, well, we squeezed another Terminator film out, because the third one did sort of end with this, well, it was going to lead to... You could do this potential, you know, another film without Arnold. It was very clear it could have been done, done without Arnold. Uh, but we've got on Fox coming the Sarah Connor Chronicles yeah. with Terminators galore, apparently. I mean, mm-hmm. let that play out. Instead, uh, we've got this. It's called Terminator Salvation. Isn't that right? Well, it's like Salvation, and then it's got another name after it, like the the, the because, because we need to we need to redeem the terminators well the trilogy is going to be called salvation but then each movie after that it's chapter 1 is going to have another name so yeah. it's like terminator salvation rise of the machines or, okay you know, now like, am i right did i read correctly that one of i will speak be speaking facetiously one of my favorite directors mcg is attached to that i think oh, he's talking yeah. yeah he's in early talks to bring it 
to life. But knowing McGee, he never follows through, so he'll probably dump it on <laughs> one of his people. You've got a franchise here that the sci-fi people like, as well as the mainstream people. Mm-hmm. You know, sci-fi's big. I mean, sci-fi's kind of like horror is now. You know what I mean? Like, horror's big right now because it's got a little following. You know, sci-fi, they don't have their Star Treks or their Star Wars right now. No, see what I'm saying? So here's a trilogy, and essentially, you know, nobody's making Terminator Salvation for the high art. They're making it for the dollars, man. It's a trilogy. They can sell tickets to Terminator Salvation. But this, I think, actually, this one actually has a little potential because they're saying how it's basically, they're starting it where it's all-out war between the humans and the machines. Sure. Kind of like the Matrix. Okay, so who, and, uh, who is, do we know anything about who's involved in this? Rumor so no was... No continuity actors, no continuity director. Well, they writer, don't really need it. It's just they're selling the franchise. They got the name. Right. And and they're, they're, but they're going to go to where basically it's before the first movie, and it's the human-robot war. They're going to focus that little trilogy on basically fighting the Terminators in, in the future, post, post-apocalyptic yes, So it's before the first movie, but in the future. Don't let it warp your mind. Woo! And you know, you this is why hear- I hate time travel. This you know- is why I hate time travel. <laughs> and the funny rumor is... It's making is, me chafe. The funny rumor, guess who they're going to get, or who's in talks, who's the rumor to play the new Terminator? Dennis Rip Hopper. Taylor. <laughs> um, Vin Diesel, they were saying. Wow. I could see Vin that. Vin Diesel as a Terminator. I think Vin Diesel could use that little um, juice, little cred thing. Uh, I don't know if he can keep his face straight. That long. I mean, Schwarzenegger yeah. could. Well, dude, he did two Riddick movies yeah, where he didn't yeah. have any emotion. Riddick, Riddick isn't. Uh, but I'm just worried that if he did a Terminator thing, it would just be Riddick all over again. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm. But I could see, I could see building a franchise, a franchise around a Vin Diesel Terminator franchise. I could, I could see that working. Or yeah. find some other new. Um, what? Fanboy Planet has been podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara, California. And the only place I buy my comics. And if you've got any questions, comments, or complaints, please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. Chris Garcia, wrestling dude. On Lopez, the future writer for the Weinstein Company. Rick Brett Snyder, fanboy. Fantastic. This is the governor. You're listening to the Fanboy Planet podcast. Use your powers only for good. <laughs> you had it. You had it until the end. I lost it at the very end. <laughs> you suddenly became a Goomba lawyer. <laughs> And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Well, I mean, if you want to... Did you see Reefer Madness? No. She was in that. But cheesy. You don't like cheesy. You really No, don't. no, no. I do like no, cheesy. You don't. You don't I like do. Cheesy. No. I love I'm the master of cheese. Do you I like love the Hudson Rocky Hawk. Bo- do you like Look the Rocky? I do. Sure. I love Rocky. Oh, okay. You just yeah. didn't see it when I was in it? No. That's right cuz you're a jerk. Okay, no, 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 so no. yeah. No, I like talent in my theater. Um, but Oh, <laughs> well, I like it in my podcast. We'll be exactly. Invite, but we still I feel the gold nicely. Okay, that's it. I'm just going to pull that beard. Oh, look. I got a Your hand is stuck. But no, I got a candy cane. That was really weird. What are you? Are he you, uh, revived Christian Glover's career. <laughs> Crispin Glover's. Christian Glover. Yes. Uh, that's true. Yes. That's all we need. <laughs> but here's 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 the thing. Here's here's guilty. He killed the revival of Demi Moore's career, and that's fine, fine. too. Here's the it's argument. A strange Hollywood hitman. <laughs> all right. Here's the argument. I can't wait for Termination Salvation. Termination Salvation? Termination Salvation. Oh, and I'm the one who's high. Terminator right, Salvation. Wait, isn't that Termination, Termination Salvation is the next stop after Conjunction Junction, isn't it? I think you're right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think they're just going to start calling this TS for Terminator Salvation. TS1, TS2. Yeah, TS1, TS2. TS3.